What's going on, everybody? It's Jazz, the CEO, a.k.a. the Dapper Security Guard, here to bring you part two of a previous episode called If You Build It, They Will Come with Officer Anthony. We're going to jump right into it, right where we left off. There was a lot of good information given in that part one and a great conversation, so enjoy. I'm uh, Muay Thai, and I've done um, a little bit of mixed martial arts stuff, and I've taken, like, uh, what is what is that call, class called? Oh, there's a class called the Complete Combatant here. Um, uh, Brian Hill Brian Hill teaches. Um, awesome instructor, uh, and he does. Uh, he basically helps you with that mindset of, you know, when when your adrenaline's pumping, you have to you're trying to figure out is this am I legally able to use my firearm at this very moment, and also different mm. things that you can use. In, in those in those moments where you can disarm people or if you have to use your firearm in certain positions, they kind of teach you that and to be aware of your body. Um, so it's really awesome. It's a really cool class. Yeah, that, I, 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 don't, I need to look up and see if they have any classes like that, because my HQL students, most of them either have never touched a firearm before um, or, you know, have never even wanted to touch a firearm before. And now they're getting in the class and. The class is only four hours of instruction and then they go out and they buy their first firearm. But I don't think after what the process is about 30 days, I feel like after 30 days, they're not going to remember when they are not supposed to or when they should or when they can use their firearm. So that class, that that sounds like a good idea and something that's really needed. Yeah. You said Brian Hill, right? I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's. um. I think one of the things about it too, we get getting into the sales side of it. In the state of Georgia, there is there's really no wait. So if you have a clear background check, you can come in and buy a gun that day. Mm-mm. See here, they make us wait eight days after you've already taken a four hour class, waited thirty days for the background check, did fingerprints, and got a license to buy. You come in with the license to buy, and they still do a eight day wait. Yeah, none of that. <laughs> so it's so it, and, and that's and that's the thing it is it is kind of scary because a, a lot of a lot of new gun owners when when i'm just selling a gun and i'm talking to them and they're actually taking the time to actually look at the firearm one of the first things is <clears throat> notice is two things finger is always on the trigger mm-hmm. and so i always call it uh, the the term i use is when i explain to people i say so i call that baby hands <laughs> Right. It's kind of weird, but I call it baby hands because I tell people when you give a child your finger, they don't grab it, just, you know, three fingers and a thumb or, you know, they, they don't pick a finger to stick out. They grab their whole their whole hand. And so to mm-hmm. your mind, your brain always grabs things from the shortest distance. So the short mm-hmm. distance and where your finger is, is supposed to go is that trigger. So that's the first thing that they do when they grab it. They put it in the most comfortable space that they can. Because grabbing grabbing a gun safely when you start out is really uncomfortable. It's weird. It's awkward. You know, stick your finger yeah. out and up almost as high as you can get it for some people. Yeah, my mom literally. I just took my mom to the range for the first time a couple of days ago, and that was basically the first thing and the thing I continuously say, like keep your finger off the trigger, pointing straight, and put it right here. She was like, "This hurts my hand." I think. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah," but it's 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 so that you don't shoot yourself in the foot. Okay. Yep. And so I teach and I teach people. I, I, I talk to people about that. It's like one of those one of those things. And that's actually that's actually um, one of the things I learned is over time. Uh, once you start to learn that finger thing, you pick up everything like that. Spray bottles. Sometimes even my phone, I pick it up like that. <laughs> I'm going to have to start paying attention <laughs> if I do that or not. <laughs> oh. Can you hear me? I think I lost. Spray bottles. Yeah, I can hear you. OK, OK. Yeah. Yep, we're spray. good. You can hear me. Yeah, I got you. Okay. So yeah, spray bottles, everything, and I just did it just to practice, just to just to get that that uh mentally mentally get wrapped around my head that your finger is supposed to be out of the trigger guard, no matter if there's a safety or not. Yeah, get that repetition, get that uh, what they call it, um, yeah, muscle memory. Yeah, and, yeah. And what, That's a good. I'm 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 gonna say that to these moms and stuff that come to my class, and I know they're using some spray bottles. I'm going to use that. You just gave me a little jewel to drop. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, what was my other thing? Oh, oh, knowing where the firearm is pointed is another big thing that people, people, especially new gun owners, they don't, they don't understand. So, mm-hmm. so for instance, when, 
when they're looking at a gun, I see them like turning their hand and everything. And then the first thing they do when they look at the side of it. So we, we stand on a raised platform at our shop. And so, mm-hmm. so that way we can see everything. But when, they, when they're when they looking at the gun, the first thing they do is when they go to point it away to look at it in their hand, I can look, mm-hmm. I'm literally, when I put my head down, I'm literally looking down the barrel. Oh my God. <laughs> I have to, I literally have to like, like, like stop. So we just stop everything. And I'm so, I'm like, so one of the first things learn and it's just this right here so we I, I just like just pause for a second you don't have to move i was like i just want to show you where the gun is pointed so and you know and mm-hmm. i understand you know i understand that it's still it's very dangerous still um um you know sometimes people miss things and and manufacturers miss things we miss things you know what i mean uh, mm-hmm. but at the same time I, I try to get people to understand i'm like hey, look this is a very serious thing you know Everything that you're doing right now, fun as it is, as it is as exciting as it is, it's also very serious. So you have to be aware where that gun is pointed. Because at any moment, if you pull that trigger by accident, that's a life. Mm-hmm. That's a life. You know, and that's not just, and that that, that could be your life, that child's life, the person you care about, their life too. So you have to be very, very aware of where you're pointing that gun. That... In, in a gun store... Is there theft that happens? Oh, absolutely. Tell us about theft in a gun store. Tell us what you do to prevent the theft. Tell us what you've seen people try to steal, et cetera. Tell us about that. So believe it or not, so really guns aren't really the biggest things that are stolen. A lot of times mm-hmm. guns are stolen is when the shop is closed. Like they, they may have a, oh. a break-in or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a there's but there's a couple of processes that we do at, at our store. Um, by the way, can I can I drop the name of our store too? Absolutely. Okay. Tell them where it's at and everything. Yeah. So it's it's Georgia Firing Line and Marietta, and we're off of a uh, twenty seven twenty seven Canton Road for anybody in Georgia that's listening. Um, yeah. But we do um, we have a raised platform. They also have cameras as well. But the, one of the biggest things is you don't we don't lay too many guns out for people to see. Right. Like, gotcha. If you want to look at a gun? We'll pull out one or two. If you want to compare one or two, you can do that. But we try not to lay out too many. Um, mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing because you can definitely lose count if you put up, put them out, and especially if you walk away because you know you have to walk back and forth to the counter. Uh, True. Also, also, um, like I said, the raised platforms really help. Um, and just keeping an eye out, having look situational awareness normally uh, prevents theft. <laughs> mm. So we have, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so if a customer comes in and nobody's spoken to them in a while and they're walking around and they may keep looking up or like ducking down, like you just go and approach mm. them. How you doing? Um, is there anything I can help? <laughs> with, you know, um, what do you want? <laughs> right. right. Uh, but normally, I mean, as far as theft goes, it's a lot of accessories. Mm. Oh, okay. You know, okay. A little, little stuff people can fit in their pocket. Right. Right. Like vertical foregrips or pistol grips or, uh, mm-hmm. Um, the, I know our shop sells Ranger bands, like the little rubber bands, so you can uh, secure your uh, tape switch or whatever. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, the, stuff like that, like little things, little things. M lock rails, you know. Have you caught somebody stealing? Um, me personally at the shop, no, no. Okay, okay. But, but there are our, my boss. My boss is on it, man. He has his camera. <laughs> I mean, they watch that camera like, like. In, in detail. I mean, he goes over it over and over again sometimes. And especially when inventory isn't right, they try to check the time. Mm, true. And yeah. Go back and really, really pinpoint who did what. Um, have you ever had somebody, have, has he ever caught somebody on the camera stealing, but they can't come back? Oh, yeah. And he's had to say, hey, bro, I've seen what you did. You gotta go, kind of thing. We actually had, we actually had a, a gentleman locally, um, two different shops, had to work together to catch this guy. It's either Jeez, he was stealing that much. Yeah, it was like two or three. Um, I don't know <laughs> many details. I don't know what he's doing right now, but but yeah, he uh, we got a call from another shop saying to look out for this guy, and mm-hmm. uh, he was using his kid. Oh no! Was, <laughs> was using, How was he using the kid? Like he would tuck, he would hold her. Oh, excuse me, them. <laughs> and he would tuck stuff under them. So that. Oh, was, my God. Nobody would, you know, nobody would question that. Nobody's going to question the parent or anything like that. They just kind of tuck it up under the kid and just roll out. 
Using the baby at the gun store. This is ridiculous. Yeah, you know, it's a common thing, you know, and theft, people do all types of stuff like that. I mean, I've seen people <laughs> do it at, like, the mall, you know, at a clothing store, and yeah. little jewelry store, but a gun shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they do that. But, I mean, for the most part, though, like, our shop has been around, well, under three different names. Our shop has been around for, like, 30 years or something like that. Wow, that's a long time, actually. Yeah. Goodness gracious. And so a lot of people... Is there, do you guys have a social media? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's, uh, drop that social media real quick. What was that? Uh, on Instagram, we're at a GA Firing Line. And so is it a gun store and a firing a, a gun range? Yeah. Yeah, it's both. Oh, okay. Because I heard you say something about the range earlier, but I wasn't sure what, what, what you were saying. So it's both. Yeah. Uh, indoor or outdoor? Indoor. Indoor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What was the Instagram again? Oh, so it's G A Firing Line. Gotcha. Gotcha. I just want people to know and hear that just in case they are listening and looking for somewhere to go. Go see my man Anthony. Um, but anyway, yeah. continue. So but yeah, um, as far as what we were talking about, we were talking about theft, right? So as far yeah. as Yeah, <laughs> I look I'm I got my, my thoughts all over the place. Um <laughs> But yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, this guy, like, like I said, he was just still like little accessories here and there. So eventually, they caught him. That's um, crazy. He did. That's horrible. Yeah, but I mean, it, it happens, you know. Like it's 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 just what it is. <laughs> it is just what it is. Yeah, it's absolutely what it is. So I mean, I don't, I don't know what area because I've I've probably only been to Atlanta and I think Macon. I might have been to Macon. Okay, but. What's the usual demographic for your store? Um, so it has it has changed a lot lately. Yeah, I, I thought it would have changed, but what's the what's before the pandemic? What was the usual demographic? Um, uh, anywhere between I don't know twenty five to fifty four. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, since the pandemic. Oh, what has changed? Uh, oh, God. A lot of women, especially a lot of women, especially a lot of black women. I see a lot of black women on the regular, which is great. I love Yeah. Um, also, uh, a lot of young black men, believe it or not. Yeah. So, so one it's, th- it's changed out here like that as well. Yeah. So one of the things, too, is our show was actually on, I mean, excuse me, our shop was on the first season of ATL. Oh, for real? Yeah, uh, you know the so damn I cannot remember his name, but it was the uh, the cousin. His friend went to the gun range. The cousin, yeah, I remember the cousin. Yeah, he was shooting a dog target on the. And that was your guys. Yeah, and that was our shop, and we. Oh, I gotta go back and check that out on demand. Yeah, and we were in a movie too. Uh, Our shop was in. um, Man, they're gonna kill me for not remembering this. It's a movie with uh, it was Fifty Cent, and um, uh, God, I cannot remember the name of that movie. It was a, a Fifty Cent was a police officer. He wasn't a police officer. He was actually one of the guys like during the heist. Oh, okay, I know exactly. Uh, Den of Thieves, I Den- think. Yeah, that's it, Den of Thieves. So we, yep. Actually, we actually- well, Fifty Cent ain't been in too many movies, honey. So I, you know, I. <laughs> but no, but, I can narrow it down. But we got a chance to meet everybody and talk to everybody. Um, and it was, it was pretty dope. It was pretty dope, but they, they shot like one scene in there and they were shooting inside of a gun range. That's dope. That's pretty cool. So you guys are like the popular gun range out there. I don't know about that. They tried to stay my boss. I started doing advertising and everything, but the thing about our location, if you saw mm-hmm. it, you wouldn't know it was there. And, and why, what, what does it look like? Why, why do you say that? Well, we're in a shopping plaza with like a dance oh. studio and uh, what else is in there? A Mexican restaurant. I was about to say, what, a smoothie place? No, no smoothie place. <laughs> 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 nothing, nothing like that. But it's, it's definitely like it's, it's definitely like a place where you wouldn't assume that a guy would be there. And we oh, okay. come in all the time. And so, you know, I've been living in this area for like 10 years and I had no clue that y'all were here. Yeah, I mean, shoot, that's a good thing, technically, yeah. right? Actually, it's actually, you know, it's, it's good and bad. But the thing about it is, I think it's a good thing security-wise. Because we have... Yeah, security-wise. Yeah, we haven't had any smashing grabs or anything like that, like, at all. Yeah, we've had... Um, when the pandemic first started, there was a, a place, I think, I think it's called Maryland Armory. I'm not really sure. They, the people tried to do a smashing grab. 
but they weren't successful. So they left and they went to uh, Dick's and they weren't successful there. So they went to Bass Pro. And once they got inside of Bass Pro, they thought that they were going to get the hunting rifles and stuff like that. But they didn't realize that Bass Pro has like a serious fortified situation. Like yeah. they have some serious safes in there. And so they end up not getting anything. So they went to three places in the matter of like 15, 20 minutes and they didn't get anything. <laughs> They yeah. didn't get anything but their license plate seen on some cameras. That's it. Yeah, yeah. No, pointless. 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 But, yeah, so that's good that you guys have that, though, because people are definitely trying this smash and grab situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, so. I mean, a, lot of, a lot of times, uh, you know, uh, again, like we've seen recently, people are working under the guise of, of protesters. You know, mm, yeah, and yeah. You go out, and you got these people want, and and you know they just they just they, they can blend right in with the rest. Yeah, this this whole thing that it's, don't get me started. That's another episode. Right. Yeah, we're gonna. Right. <laughs> I digress. I digress. That is another episode. Um. <laughs> so for you, for you, tell people where they can find you on social media. Um, and if people want to, do you like, do you teach people how to shoot? Do, can people come and shoot with you at the range? So people can definitely come shoot with me at the range. I, I believe it or not, I actually, uh, on the side, I people how to build ARs. And that's what oh I'm yeah, that's what you should have brought that up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I don't even think about that, but that's one of that's one of my things. And so, I'm actually doing security at one of the clubs since we got an affidavit. I actually carry around one of the three hundreds I've built. And offer to buy it all the time. It's a three hundred blackout uh, pistol, um, but people offer to buy it all the time. And my wife's all like, "Why don't you sell it? Why don't you sell it?" But I always tell her, I was like, "This gun has made me more money just by me having it than for." Mm. Oh, because it's an example of what I can do and what I can show people how to do. Yeah, it's a it's a walk it's a it's a literal physical walking billboard when it's on you. Literally, literally. So yeah, they can find me. You can come shoot with me. I shoot. You can hang out, bro. There's plenty of places, plenty of things to do here. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, you can find me uh, on Instagram. It's a uh, tactical data, and that's a D A. And now, why is it tactical data? Oh, so you know, I was trying to find. I was really trying to find a name that actually fits what I'm doing. And I mean, I, I, I have a uh, soon to be three-year-old. And so mm -hmm. my biggest thing is, especially when I talk to people at, at the shop, um, we talk about children a lot. Mm -hmm. so, and so I like to incorporate my kid in what I do too, because, you know, if I have firearms in the house, it's irresponsible for me to hide the gun. In, in my opinion, it's irresponsible for me to necessarily hide the gun. And I get it. Mm -hmm. She's three. She's not going to understand you know, uh, trigger discipline and not touching things, but I have a niece as well, and my niece is seven. Mm -hmm. And so basically what I tell them is I learned this from other people. Uh, the curiosity killed the cat, right? So to, exactly. to kill that curiosity, I say, you guys can see it anytime. You just have to tell me. You have to let me know. And mm -hmm. I'm locked up. But in the event that my niece wants to ask me about it or she has questions, we'll pull it out. I show her how to clear it. Um, and then we can talk about it. But my biggest thing about that is, is children are a part of that same education. Mm -hmm. It's not just us uh, as gun owners, like having guns, you have to teach your children as well. And that's why I incorporated being a father and doing security as well. You know? So Yeah. Do, do you take, does, do you take your niece shooting? Has she uh, gone shooting not, with you yet? Not yet. She hasn't asked me yet. Oh, okay. Okay. But I do, but I do let her know at any time if she wants to learn, you know, I'm here. Yeah. All of my, family, you know, like as, as black, as a black man in America, like you have to, especially having the knowledge that we have, you have to be mm -hmm. share that knowledge. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's not about the money. And I, to me, I feel like if I can share that and get paid, it's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm, <laughs> I, I got to pay, you know what I'm saying? But, but at the yeah. same time, but if I can share that knowledge, and and stop someone from making a bad decision or you know playing around with a gun and actually shooting a family member then you know i would uh, that to me is worth it 
Yeah, absolutely. So I like to I like to kind of dwell on, on that because I I think that one of my biggest things now is trying to change that stigma that Black America has with firearms. Period. We think the only people who have firearms is criminals. Right. We think the only people who should have firearms is the cops to stop the criminals. But that no 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 no. If if something happens to me right now in my house, I have to survive to be able to call the police. The police are not outside waiting for me to get into some crap so they can save me. That's 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 unrealistic. Exactly. So being able to save yourself or being able to prevent or whatever you want to say is definitely needed. So I, I like to talk to people who do teach their children or even their nieces, because that was great, um, or the wives or the husbands about what they know, sharing the knowledge, because we definitely have to come to a point where we start being our own you know, first responders, we start getting ourselves to a point where we're like, if this happened, I would be able to take care of myself and my family. Right. So I, I think that's great that you're starting them off young with just, you know, nipping that curiosity in the book. I'm not, I'm not going to be curious. I'm not going to go and sneak and find it and show it to my friends. If I know what it does, why it does it and, and how it works. Exactly. Cause I'm going to look at my friends and be like, no, 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 you don't do that because that can cause you can die. And, and your friend, the little kid, other little kids going to look at her like, excuse me <laughs> see that's and that was kind of my my thought because i had a friend who's uh, her boyfriend shot her in the face in high school oh my goodness he actually survived we don't talk anymore we were, I, I lived in it was in florida for like a year but she rode my bus okay and so um it always i always thought about it from a from a child's aspect like when you told me no as a kid i'd be like well what's so bad about it yeah, I'm trying to go see what's up. <laughs> right, right. And so instead, instead, I would, um, what I do is, like I said, I like to, and parents too, but parents are, the first thing we get, people ask me, uh, hey, I need to go with the safety if the kid gets to it. Mm -hmm. Number one, that's the wrong way of thinking for two reasons. The, your first mistake is allowing a child to get to your firearm. Actually, excuse me. Your first mistake is not educating your child about firearms. Yeah. The second mistake will be allowing your child to get to the firearm. Mm -hmm. And your third mistake is thinking that your child cannot operate simple mechanics. Yes. I think a lot of people think that. that that's a good one. Uh, I think a lot of people underestimate what kids can do. Right. I mean, I think about their toys. If you look at I mean, that's the thing. That's why I like being a, a early parent, because looking at children's toys, it's nothing but knobs and levers. And, and you mm. matching things. So if you think that they can't just push a, a, a switch down or move it forward in any kind of way, then you're sadly mistaken. <laughs> Absolutely. You're definitely naive. Right. I mean, half these kids can use computers and gadgets and this way better than half their parents. So why wouldn't they be able to move a lever? Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That No, seriously, that's a good point. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up because I think a lot of people are starting to think now, like, maybe I should teach my kid. Maybe I should teach my wife. Maybe I should teach my husband. Yeah. We have a lot of couples that come to the class now, and, it, and it's both ways. Oh, my husband didn't never want guns, or my wife didn't never want me to have one in the house, but now we, we kind of think we need it. I mean, what, what, why do you think people nowadays during this pandemic, why do you think they think they need it, but they didn't need it before? So, so there was a, there's a study that I, I used to quote um, where they, they ask people during a disaster how long it would take for you to raid your house, right? Mm. And the average answer was between 24 to 48 hours. Well, God daggone. <laughs> right, you know? So, like, like to, me, to me, the way I think about it is when COVID happened and everybody was at home, there was a lot of people, uh -huh. for, for people that weren't affected, See yeah, the news. they were afraid of the protesters. Yeah, uh, were also afraid. Uh, and the common one that I got were people were afraid of um, breaking into their homes because they didn't have money, they were looking for food or whatever they were looking for. Yeah, yeah, and that's that was that was the first thing. And you know, it's also an election year, too. So I don't know if anybody knows this, but in election years, uh, gun sales also go up as well because we don't know who's going to be in office. And I, I, I recently just heard this. 
and obviously you you know it and heard it before. What does that mean? What why is that? Why what does that mean? We don't know who's going to be office. So depending on who's going to be office, what what happens? So um, I mean, it's, it's just politics in general, you know. So people like to change laws, or like they like to work on changing the laws. Oh, okay, got it. So in 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 the event like for instance, when Trump got in the office, the reason why we call it a Trump slump. Donald Trump supporting the Second Amendment. Now, granted, he tried to take away some of that stuff when he got into office, but it wasn't on a large. It wasn't on to me. It wasn't on a larger scale. You know, what I mean? like so. Not like what Biden and Harris is trying to going to do. Say, I was. Gonna say, I try not to get too deep into that. I'm not going to, you know, reveal all. Hey, you know. News, but hey, it is what it is. Unfortunately, for me in my life, I'm stuck at a place where I don't like nobody. Right. Um, <laughs> and then I don't like this person for different reasons than I don't like this person, but they're two separate types of reasons, but I wish I could take this and this out of each person. You know what I mean? So I, this year is a very hard year for me. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, and it's difficult for a lot of people, but, but I think that's one of the reasons too. Like, I'm not going to say there is a very strong possibility, but I believe that there is a possibility that, that, that Joe could get in the office. <laughs> yeah, I believe that's a possibility. I believe that if it was somebody else that was in office right now, I don't think Joe would win. Right. But I think because who it is in office and because some people are like, politics aside, I just don't like him. Right. I don't care what he has done and what he hasn't done. Right. I want him gone. I've heard people say that. They're like, I don't care. Right. I, I See, and I tell that's, that's that's a funny conversation. You know, I talked to my wife about this and she's like, I don't like talking to you about politics. But I, her, <laughs> but I tell her, you have to formulate your opinion, not based on the person, but based on what they're actually doing. Uh-huh. But that's like, not happening here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's not happening. That's not, it's no even way to talk people into doing that. This care. year is not about politics. Right. They could care less. They could care less about People could care less. But, but yeah, but I think that's one of the major things is that, that what, what's going on right now is that, oh, I told I tell people this last year, and I said America as a whole is too comfortable, and a lot of these people have never experienced real fear. Uh-huh. You know? Okay, I can give with that. Like small- Elaborate. So- so we've never had we've never had a war on well we have had a war on U.S. soil but in our lifetime we've never had a war on U.S. soil right true uh huh well, nowadays if you think about it most of these kids now don't even remember not eleven yeah yeah so yeah eleven was a scary time for a lot of us you know what I'm saying <laughs> and a lot of people yeah. know how they don't remember but if you had any relatives in that area or or even if you were in school. There was a lot going on at that time. I think I was in the sixth grade when that when nine eleven happened. Uh, believe I I believe how old are you? I'm thirty two. I'm thirty two. I think I think I was in. I think it's the seventh. The sixth, seventh seventh grade. Maybe it was the seventh grade. I think it might have been the seventh. I believe the next year. But but regardless. Yeah. I remember, I remember like people freaking out, and some of my. Some I remember the schools closing down. Yeah, yeah. And some of my homeboys was like, "I'm gonna go fight for my country." <laughs> <laughs> you gonna do that, man? You gonna do that? But yeah, you gonna handle that, bro? But but um, I, I say that because in other countries there have been war fought in their homes. You know what I mean? They yeah. Removed from the places where they were well, you know. And they have to find food and find water and figure out what they're going to do. And they've become refugees, which uh, mm -hmm. America has never experienced that. We have never, never. anything. But I believe, I always tell people, you assume, you assume that the rest of the world is going to be as civilized as you supposedly are in the event that they come here to try to take your stuff. Mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't think that. You can't think that every neighbor thinks like you. Because if, yeah. if that was the case, then we wouldn't need police or or the, or the military at that point. We could all work as one. But unfortunately, yeah. So people, I think people really don't understand that you 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 have to be willing to protect yourself and what belongs to you 
because you can't trust other people to do it. I think I always think if the cops, if the military take over, people talk about martial law a lot. Mm-hmm. If the military, if the military takes over, I don't people think I don't think they fully understand what martial law entails. One of the tell things, us. Well, I think one of the things is there there will be no police. <laughs> you know, under military under military rule, there's going to be curfews in place. You can't go where you want to go. You can't do where you want to do. And a lot of people, you know, wish for war. And I'm just like, bro, why are you? What do you think you're going to have a war during the day? You're going to go go home and watch TV? And <laughs> like that's not how that works. That's not how that works. Mm-hmm. This is this is a con. This will be a constant struggle. Constant struggle. So I always tell people. <clears throat> A real warrior, prays for peace, right? Mm-hmm. A warrior prays for peace, but when but when it, when war comes, like you have to be prepared. Have to be prepared. Have to be prepared. I told. I just made a post the other day, and I said, "Listen, people say all the craziest things to me, so it made me go. Listen, I mean, this country was built on violence. You need to know how to be violent right. when it's time. I'm not telling you to go out and do violence. I'm not telling you to go out and." hurt people but i'm telling you that when it's time you need to be able to be violent yeah all of this oh that that's over with because for for me as 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 a young black person i'm gonna i'm getting it from all kinds of sides so we're not just saying oh racist people do racist thing to me or i'm saying no i'm going in the neighborhoods where i should be okay and they're doing dumb stuff to me exactly. you know they're doing dumb stuff they're killing each other they're stray bullets i'm driving through and i'm getting hit well, you know what i'm saying so you now as a black person you're getting it from all sides during this pandemic right you can't go in the neighborhoods because you know that there's some dumb kids and some dumb young people doing dumb stuff and then you go way out somewhere and they're like what you doing here right kind of thing so you know and cuz I, I and i say that because i process sir so I serve warrants, I serve summonses, I serve all kinds of stuff, divorce papers, et cetera. So before the pandemic, I was doing it on a regular basis. Yep. After the pandemic, the biggest issue that I had is black people didn't like cops more than usual. Yep. And white people were on too high of alert for anybody that looked like they didn't belong in their neighborhood. Yep. And I go to both places. In Maryland, there's places that's just nothing but farmland. It's places way out. So I was going both places. And I'm always like, Lord, please protect me because what I do got is a fast hand and a smart mouth. Right. And I don't have time for nobody to say nothing to me. You know, but you had people who were scared, like, are you a protester? Do I look like a, do I look like I'm protesting right now? <laughs> First of all, there's not a store in about 20 miles. Bro. Do I look like I'm protesting? You know, but that's the fear. The fear is that the protests are going to be here and all of a sudden, they're going to be at these front doors. Yep. And now they're going to be trying to get into my house. Yep. No logic is in place with those thoughts. It's just, hey, they're going to be at Target. Next thing they know, they're going to be at my house. That's it. I need a gun. And matter of fact, everybody that looks like the people on TV, those are the people that's coming to my house. So if you at my house during this pandemic, even if you deliver an Amazon packages, I'm now going to think that you are a threat. And that's what's happening. You have all these videos with the Amazon workers are getting harassed. They're trying to block in trucks. I'm in literally an Amazon van. It says Amazon. Right. <laughs> how, like how, how fearful. Now it's like, okay, are you stupid or fearful? Because this is just ridiculous. Hey, no, you're a double. I have a shirt on that says Amazon. I don't remember those protesters. But, well, not even protesters. The, the looters being that daggone smart. Where they would dress up like Amazon, like come on, bro. So I had, to, I had to die down because I had I was getting it from both sides, yeah. and I think the fear, like you said, like people don't know real fear. Y'all going off this little bitty tiny fear right here, and y'all acting crazy off this little bit of fear. What happens when some real stuff really happens? Right. right. We just basically the pandemic show how unstable Americans are. Right. Right. We, On all sides. We can't even come together as a people to make sure that everyone doesn't even get sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like from the top the to the bottom. Right, right. And whether whether you believe it's real or not, just mm-hmm. I'm in courtesy to other people. You know, if we had killed if 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 DT, that's what I'm gonna call it, if Donald Trump had nipped this in the bud day one when he heard about DT. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what I call him. Like, if he had nipped it in the bud. Right when you heard about this, I think it's, it, this would be a whole nother scenario. Exactly. However, with the fear that is it has created, even mm-hmm. people in uniform, like like me going, me being security and going to place, 
you know, I hear it all the time, you know, F12, F12. And I'm like, bro, I ain't even a cop, but you might take the context, please. You better look at me closely. <laughs> you, know, you don't see a bad. Your voice got a little deeper there when you. <laughs> right, right. But I tell people, I tell people, you know, security works under different rules. Don't get that. Exactly. Bro. Like, it's not, it's not like we just out here, like, and we got rules that we got to break. I can take this stuff off and we get people else. I'm not telling people to do that. <laughs> and even if you don't take this stuff off, I think that people, people think one thing. They like, oh, you can't do that. No, 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 no. Oh. We are, there's a lot more that we can do than police can do. Right. The thing that we can't do that police can do, we don't want to do it anyway. We don't have time to arrest you and take you downtown and try to do paperwork. They want that. They can have that. Yeah, we but as far as you hitting me and me not hitting you back, that's not a thing, bro. Wrong, bro. <laughs> that, that's not a thing. Wrong. And, and, and talking about something we can't use. I, what I get a lot as far as security is I get this a lot, um, especially in, in like the the rural, the, I mean, the uh, city sp- spots that I work, mm. a lot of people be like, oh, you can't use that stuff that's on your belt. What? Uh, excuse me. Let me tell you this. First of all, I'm young and black. If they're going to give it to me, they're going to let me use it. Right. If they didn't want me to have it and they didn't want me to use it, they wouldn't give it to me. That's just the first point right there. Second point is, why would I have it if I can't use it? Right. Who told you that? But I, I used to get that a lot. I used to. I used to get it a lot. People would be like, you can't mace me. Or you can't pepper spray me. You, you can't use this taser. No, no, no. I don't know why your parent told you that, but that's not true. Yeah, you might want to do a little education of your own instead of listening. I want to do a little Googling. Right, right. But that, and that's the thing, especially here in Atlanta right now, a lot of people also like Atlanta is having a lot of a lot of issues with everything that's going on. So one of the spots, one of the spots that I actually work, I work very close to that Wendy's where um, oh, I feel. I forgot his name. I forgot yeah. his name. Too. Yeah, and I was actually just I was actually just reading up on on, on his case. But anyway, he uh, got where, where he pays and everything. So anyway, where he pays that officer. But regardless of all of that, um, we had some issues with roadblock in that area, and people were people were shooting people. I mean, we lost a lot of lives around that time. Um, innocent people, innocent people, um, young people too. Uh, I believe it was an 11 year old, and uh, there was also an eight year old. I, I heard about the eight year old, I didn't know about the 11 year old. And, and the thing about it is, uh, like, I think people don't, don't fully understand. Like, I, I have this I have this feeling that once kids get involved, I get really emotional. That's one of my things, I get really emotional about that because mm-hmm. that's that's us as as humanity in our purest form mm-hmm. you know at, at that point we're mm-hmm. play and yeah. for you of any crime whether it's sexual or violent for you to take that and and create um i don't know i think that's what this world is founded on man for you to create that type of violence or to create that type of hate in a person i yeah. i have a really like i can't even get it out i have a really strong thing yeah about that like I, I just can't I, I don't tolerate it I'm, I don't do well with that <laughs> yeah absolutely no I mean I don't understand it like in DC right now it's a lot of kids getting hit, hit by straight bullets yeah and because these fools can't shoot yeah and it make it make you want to go you know what I'm about to just go give three freaking gun classes to these dummies because right. they're gonna shoot and kill anyway well, I, I might not be able to stop that, but at least I could teach them how to actually shoot so the babies can stop dying because this is ridiculous. I had a guy to tell me the other night. He uh I, he was asking me about my magazine. You know, everybody say clips, but he was asking me about my magazine. No, don't say clips. I, Everybody listening, don't say it. Don't. <laughs> don't. That's a huge pet peeve. Um, don't say it. <laughs> but but he was asking me about my magazines, and he was like, why you only carry 20 rounds? I said, well, I need any more than that. Kind of looked at me. <laughs> he just kind of looked at me. I was like, "Bro, if I can't," I was like, "I carry twenty round magazines. Number one for weight. I carry a lot more, uh, a lot of other stuff. So twenty rounds of three hundred blackout, I think, will do just fine." And he said, mm-hmm. "Oh, I just put a drum mag on and I just spray." He said, "I ain't got aim like that." And to me, yeah, see? that's that mentality, though. That's that mentality where people just like bump it. I'm gonna just keep shooting till till he go down. And it's like, yeah, like. Bullet what? Stop air, bro. Like you're not just gonna not hit anything else and hit your target. You know what I'm saying? But you to just yeah, it's ridiculous. 
It's ridiculous. People are idiots. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, all he said to you was, "Hey, look at me. I'm an idiot." Right. And I'm passing my idiotic thought process down to other people. Right. I'm gonna just put a drum on it. I'm gonna just spray. Right. Yeah, and you're gonna get a mother, a pregnant mother, in a car with her other child because you're also not gonna look. I've been watching a lot of videos where I watch these guys lift up their hand, their arm, and their arm, like their top of their shoulder, their rotor cuff is technically like on their cheek. Yep. Gun is sideways, and they're kind of eyes closed, just shooting. Bop, 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 bop. Yeah. I'm, what in the, who told you to close your eyes? Yeah. <laughs> But you know that's and that's a again we we talking about a, a training issue and that's why like like for me it's so it's so big to like just tell people even if I don't even if I don't educate you I, if as, if I told you that that's wrong you can't know you you know that it's not like I, and some people just know and don't care I mean I get that too yeah but that's why, why me education is key like like yeah it's a huge thing man you gotta you gotta be willing to take that to the next level. And I think that's a problem with also people who are anti-gun is they're not willing to educate themselves beyond what someone has told them. Mm. Yeah, that not even a little bit. Like for me, for security officers that I've worked with, they're like, they don't think that they need to go to these extra trainings. And, and I understand it paying for it is probably the really actual issue, but they don't think that they need to invest in themselves. And I'm just, you know, I want to get started on that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We'll, we'll do, we'll talk about that at, a, at another right, time. Right. We, but, but because that's a whole nother, you know, that's a whole nother issue that, that definitely needs to be debted um, in our, in our industry right. period. Right. Um, I want to say this. I got to put this out anytime. Anytime, number one, you're wearing a Blackhawk holster, all right, and you've never taken your gun out the holster. If it gets stuck, that's that's a problem. That's a problem. And this same this same officer, he wears one plate in the front and no plate. Uh oh. I'm sorry. Are you actually talking about a specific person? Oh, I'm just putting it out there. I it may, <laughs> there, may be crazy, there may be a lot of people on out on here that listen to you that wear one plate in the front and no plate in the back. Yeah, let's talk about that. You know what? Let's let's talk about that. First of all, I see a lot of people who wear no plates at all. They got these plate carriers. They think it's cool. They wear no plates at all. Stupid. That is stupid, people. That is dumb. You don't look cool. No. You don't look cool. No. You do not look cool. You look like somebody that should be punched in the summit. Bro, in the event That's what you look like. in the event somebody wants to test you and and you haven't been practicing and you can't get that gun out fast enough, if you get stabbed, it's a wrap for you anyway. I mean, let me put that out there. Even if you're not you wearing steel, you might be all right. But if you at that close, don't think that anything's gonna protect you like that because you don't have anything to protect you like stab, shot, whatever. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it. The best on so they so this, so this person has one plate, one plate, <laughs> one plate, no plate. And, I, and I own a black hawk holster. I've had my black hawk holster for a very long time. There's nothing wrong with it, and 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 it can you can. Hit that button and it can get stuck. Yeah. It can. Yeah. <laughs> People think that's just a complaint and not true. It's very true. But it you can get better if you just buy a new one that's not black heart. Or you practice. Well, I always tell people, I always tell people, and just like you said, investing in yourself also means practicing with your gear. And a lot of people yeah. with retention holsters don't even know how to draw draw their gun properly. And I've mm -hmm. that was one of the things uh, industry standard. They actually stopped allowing people to carry Blackhawk holsters in training class because if you're trying to be fast, uh, if, mm -hmm. you, if you do the point at the tip of your index finger and you drive it into the button, when you go to draw, it actually drives it into the trigger guard. Mm. And there were people who were accidentally pulling the. They, they were you know having uh, negligent discharges. Because they were drawing and their finger was dropping right into the trigger guard and pulling the trigger. Ridiculous. I, it's, you know, hey. Well, I, my problem is did, did Black Lock, Black Lock, did Black Hawk discontinue no, those no. holsters? And that's the thing. There's nothing, the, it's the Serpa holster in general. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with the Serpa holster, but it's all about like how it's designed to use and the way it's designed to use, you can't, you can't draw the tip of your index finger. Into okay. faster, it needs to be flat. 
Because when, it, when it. it's flat, when you draw it, it lays against the side of the pistol like it's supposed to. Got it. Got it. Got it. I was about to say now. Hold on now. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, a lot of guys, like, and when you start getting to, like, like the professionals, professor, I'm not saying that the pros don't use Blackhawks. Because there are some guys out here who've been doing this a long time. Well, excuse me, men and women who, who've carried a Blackhawk. Thank you. Right, right. <laughs> but but I, I was starting to learn um uh, Safari Land, even though it's crazy expensive, but they they all thumb release, so you actually don't even have to worry about using your index finger, and that's kind of what I like. I carry a, uh, I have a Safari Land holster that I use, and uh, it's pretty pretty awesome. But they're expensive. You can't you can't expect everybody to pay two hundred and sixty dollars for a holster. Are their holsters two hundred and sixty dollars? And they have some they have some cheaper ones or some inexpensive ones. Uh, but some of the ones, if you have like a, a RMR and you want double retention, they can get up there. Price. Mm. Yeah. Well. Woof. Okay. Right. I mean, hey, you you gotta go with what 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 you can afford. True. But like you said, train with what you have. True. And these uh, these other problems we're discussing. Might not actually be a thing for you if you train with the stuff. Stop buying stuff and then going the cheap way and then also not training. That's yeah. not okay. Also, please don't order any gear off of Wish. Please don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. People do that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no. That's a real thing. <laughs> I didn't even know Wish had gear. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Tack lights, scopes. Uh, uh, compensators for pistols. You can actually get the Glock, the little fully, the auto switches. They on wish too. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Don't. As a matter of fact, I'm taking that part out. Right, We're not right. even gonna yeah. give people ideas. <laughs> out. It's just gonna be this long. Like it's gonna be us talking, and then all of a sudden it's gonna be like beep, right. and right. then we're gonna go back to it. <laughs> but, but I mean, but literally though, like, uh, but I always tell people like. Investing in yourself also means making sure that your, your gear is going to work when you need it to. And if you've never yeah. your gear up or used it in positions where you, you might need it, then it could mm -hmm. be a, uh, uh, what is it, a uh, recipe for failure or disaster. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, well, for for the newbies in the world, new gun owners, new security officers, etc., give me some tips some tricks to the trade. Give me something before we wrap up. Give me something that you would give to a new person, some advice, some gun owner advice, maybe where to store your firearm, what kind of safe you recommend or for security. What are some things you think security should always have uh, work on? All right. So on both sides. So let's say uh, mm -hmm. for security, um, I always tell people actually for security and the gun, nothing is absolute. There's always going to be room for more for more education. You will never know everything about firearm industry. You will never know everything about the security industry because both industries are constantly changing. Mm -hmm. Both are constantly changing. So you have to be you have to be you have to be willing to accept education or accept okay. criticism because that is a that is a big thing that'll help you grow as both uh, a firearm owner and a shooter and as mm -hmm. a security officer. <sighs> um, also, uh, I guess for, for gun safes, uh, as far as guns go, um, definitely have something where you can lock your gun away. Even if you have to just use a cable lock, it's better than nothing. Okay. It's better than nothing. Um, and practice. Dry fire practice is huge in, in uh, owning a firearm. Uh, dry fire especially nowadays when ammo is so expensive there are tons yeah of, buddy yeah, there are tons of different methods of dry fire practice that you can use i think you posted one up just recently it was a, a, a laser yeah um what was it it's uh, mantis yeah i i use mantis it, it's a it's actually really good uh so yeah if you're looking for one uh hit me up uh, I could help you out getting picking which mantis is best for you. That that's one that I use. Yeah. And um, I, what, what do you use? Do you use one? I don't use mantis. I use a uh, cert pistol, S I R T. Oh, that's good too. Yes, yes, yes. And I have you know they make them for different. I think they have Glock and M and P right now. Um, but I have mm -hmm. the Glock cert pistol that I use, and I that. And actually, my brother just got into security, so I let him borrow that to try and practice, and it helps him qualify. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of methods out there that could really 
help. And, and some of them are more on the expensive side and some of them aren't, but it's definitely worth it, especially with the cost of ammo. Right, right. And also in the event that, that you can't do any of that, even if you can't afford it, um, um, man, BB guns. Uh, I, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I mentioned T-Rex Arms because he did a, a whole thing with, uh, I cannot remember his name right now, but it was T-Rex Arms. Uh, and another- his name is oh my gosh, is it Tyler? Yeah, yeah, but the, Tyler, right? But the kid himself that he featured was he's a uh, soft, he airsoft suits. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but he came, they brought him all the way from Japan and he shot like he's been shooting his whole life and he's never, he had never actually shot a gun before. And so, and so that's crazy. Yeah, some of this stuff will you'll basically get the same. That's really all it's about is getting the simple down, essentially. It's just just building off the basic. Yeah. Um, and then I mean that's pretty much it, man. You gotta you gotta you gotta build off the basics, but you can't you have to be willing and able to step out of your comfort zone, whether you know it or you don't train and train. That's yeah the biggest thing. Whether it's aerosol, dry fire, even if it looks ridiculous, basically what I was trying to you you can't especially with the way the world is now and the way ammo is you can't uh pull out other options yeah you can't at all yeah anything that's really going to work on your fundamentals going to work on your side alignment anything that's going to help you work on it because honestly mantis i i lost vision in my left eye a year ago i think it's a year and a half ago now but when I got the mantis, that's really what I was working on, being able to make sure my sight alignment was good. And it really helped develop like my seeing again. Like it was really good. So I, I know for sure that these kind of things really help dry firing, really helps um, watching YouTube videos and, and 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 learning the mechanism, you know, the mechanics of your firearm, reading your firearms manual that comes with it. All those things right. can really help you. Um, whether you're an officer, a security officer, or just a new gun owner, so well, you know, and also deciding a firearm, it's the same way. Um, YouTube really helps, um, mm-hmm. I mean, helps better when you're deciding a firearm than to put it in your hand, but just to get that information and, and yeah. kind of get the idea of what you're looking for. Um, uh, I always tell people just start with a random gun, and YouTube will mm-hmm. basically takes you there you know like you just just watch youtube for you know however many hours you decide you want to watch and it'll 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 take you through some videos of some of the most popular uh gun enthusiasts and trainers and a lot of these uh youtube personalities yeah yeah it will i mean i've learned a lot off of youtube youtube is like the broke man's college is what yeah. youtube is <laughs> whatever, whatever want to learn whatever you want to learn you can learn it on whatever it doesn't matter like i could go from shooting to sewing i could like in one click of one button so yeah you know i mean and, and i mean i i just want to say you know first of all to the listeners you know this has been a really good episode guys because there's a lot of jewels that were dropped in this episode about a bunch of subjects all pertaining to gun ownership and security so make sure you listen all the way through um you know and Anthony, I really appreciate you taking all the time that you took because I think I promised you 30, 35 minutes, but hey. conversation good. You know, that's your fault. Um <laughs> opportunity to speak. I actually appreciate you even, you know, allowing me to come to the platform and talk to people. Yeah, what I mean, when we started being uh Instagram friends, my biggest thing is I pay attention to people who add value. Um, you know, and I pay attention if I learn if I learn just one thing off just one of your posts, that's it. You've added value and now you're on the radar because I think a lot of people, they are on Instagram to try to look like they know exactly what they're talking about or they got something going on and they don't. And they don't think that you can see that, but I can see right through that. So I pay attention to people who actually really add value to the industry. And and I do think that you do. So I, I you know, before I talk about you building ARs. Okay. How did you start doing that? When, when did that start? So that's that's actually funny. Um, I got into a motorcycle accident. Uh, oh man! About three. Actually, it's been it's been almost four four years ago. Um, maybe four and a half years. 
And uh, I was already I was already getting into it. I had just started working uh, at the shop at the time. I, it's been almost five years. That's crazy. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> uh, almost. Anyway, so I um I was at home, and my bad. My wife is over here tutoring me about the time. Uh, I was at home. Hi, <laughs> wife. <laughs> right. I, I was actually bored anyway. I had I had a, a a couple of parts that I was still trying to get into. Um, and with funny with my insurance money. I took care of, let me not say that too loud. No, I actually took care of everything. (laughs) But it was actually, it was cheaper than I thought it was. So I had a little bit extra left. And so I built my first AR. I'll never forget it. It was a a full Anderson, um, uh, Anderson Manufacturing. It was a poverty pony is what they call it. So it was a A poverty pony. It's a full Anderson build. um, And it was my first one. And basically just YouTube and lots of time. Uh, I think I think now I've built since I've worked at Georgia Fireline maybe somewhere close to a hundred and maybe maybe 120 now 124 what's the what's the average cost for somebody to get one from you to get it built what what does it range from uh, what to what I, I will say the 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 highest that I have ever built one for um for a person with with like labor cost was right around 45. <laughs> Woo! That was honey. Like, he wanted he wanted something like it took me a while to get the parts, and the parts were extremely expensive. Um, and it was good, but I mean, one of the cheapest ones I've ever built was like um, well, friend I had a bunch of parts already sitting, and so I basically mm, just, okay. I think it was cheaper than that. I think I built him one for like three hundred bucks. Well, I need uh, I need that same friend discount. Um, right. You know, my podcast is not um, making too much money right now. <laughs> um, yeah, but what I do, like I said, well, we can get together one t- um, sometime after this, and we can. Try yeah, absolutely. Because what I tell people is, the best part about ARs is you don't have to buy everything at once, and that's the that's mm. the if you buy the lower, the lower is a serialized part. So once you get the lower, everything else, everything else can be sent to your house. Gotcha. So okay, I mean, okay. I don't, I don't know how Maryland works. I don't. Know how yeah, I gotta figure that out because they they a little. But me, I, I I like to take the drive. So I would, I you know, I don't mind driving. My I, I we my mom used to live in Atlanta, so I used to drive from here there all the time. So you know, yeah. we'll yeah. we'll figure it out offline because I definitely am very interested. Yeah, please, absolutely, and we can definitely talk because, like I said, all I did—I honestly, all I did was the most expensive part of your first bill is the tools. Let me say that, okay? Because you okay. have to get all the, you have to get all the proper tools in order to build it correctly. Um, but after that, after that, gaining that knowledge is just every build you learn something new. Mm, yeah. Wait, so you would teach somebody how to build their own? Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's actually dope. So yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna see. What I could do in my lifetime right now, we're gonna see. Um, um, and like, I, and like I said, the biggest thing too about building ARs, especially if you're interested in things, where where you should spend the majority of your money is mm-hmm. the barrel, uh, barrel bolt carrier group, and uh, in my opinion, the trigger. Everything else, everything else is generally the same. Like you can you could do the same with a cheap AR as you can do with a forty five hundred dollar AR. Um, I I ain't going that high. Right, as long as you're training. So. <laughs> That's like a car. He spent forty five hundred dollars on his firearm. That is like a whole car for me. Right. right, you know, some people, some people are up there, especially when you get. Yeah. Long, it's even it gets even higher. We're talking about ten grand. Oof. Yeah. Lord have mercy. And that's well, <laughs> I've never had. I've actually never shot one, and I've never owned one. Okay. And so right now, um, I've I've done stuff where I'm like, okay, I, I, I started a security company. So mm-hmm. now I'm getting new gear. I'm getting a whole bunch of stuff. I'm getting gear that I can let other officers use. I'm getting, I'm just getting a bunch of stuff. And one of the things I want is I want a long gun. Right. So that is, I, I'm trying to make decisions on which one to get. And I'm, I'm doing, you know, some YouTube searching. I'm looking at the people that I follow on Instagram and et cetera. So when you said you build, I was like, you know, that probably be best for me because I, I, can show him what I like. I might not know what it's called, but I can show it to you, and then you can tell me. Absolutely. So yes. Yeah. Maybe maybe look maybe we can collab and do a little build series. Where we build your first one. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's nothing but a word. We'll we'll talk about that. So <laughs> is, when people wanna when people wanna reach out to you to get a bill, they just hit you up through Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. I have people know okay. Instagram. Instagram's gonna be easier. I normally I like okay. to give my phone number sometimes, but every now and again dudes will call me at two, three, four o'clock in the morning. Oh uh, no, Instagram because we don't want no crazy Instagram people calling you in the middle right. of the night. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so think about this bullet. I'm like, look, man, it's it, I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm working right now. Yeah, or you got to work first thing in the morning or something. So listen, if you guys are listening and you guys are thinking about getting a bill done, he's the guy for you. This is my recommendation of the week, of the month, of the year. I'm trying to tell you, it's time to step up all of our game. It's time to get training. It's time to get more weapons. It's time to kind of be in the mode of always being dangerous and always being protective over our families. So, you know, uh, if you guys are looking into it, you heard his Instagram. And if you didn't hear, I'm not going to let him repeat it. You take your butt back through the episode and you listen to it because that means you weren't listening the first time. So, Anthony. Thank you again for coming on. I'm going to let you go. Tell your wife I say hello. And sorry for keeping you so long. Right, right. She, she all right. She, she, she actually works now anyway. She don't need me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she don't need me. All right, right. man. I, I mean, just uh, you know, anything else you want the people to know about you before we get off? No, no. And like I said, uh, basically, if y'all looking for any type of guns, you know, ammo is going to be scarce. But if you're looking for any type of guns or anything, you could definitely hit me up. Uh, either you can message Georgia Fireline. Or you can message me on Instagram. All right. Y'all heard it. All right, man. Thank you. Hey, no problem, Jazz. Y'all be safe, all right? All right. Talk to you later. Oh, yeah.